Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh. All right, welcome to Gears for Beers. This is a podcast where we talk about beer and we talk about the 80s band Tears for Fears. Um, beer is one of the oldest and most widely consumed alcoholic drinks in the world, and the third most popular drink overall after water and tea. Uh, it's produced wow. by the brewing and fermentation of starches, mainly derived from cereal grains, most commonly from malted barley. The wheat, maize, which is also known as corn, uh, rice, and oats are also used. Uh, during the brewing process, fermentation of the starch sugars in the wort produces ethanol and carbonation in the resulting beer. Uh, and most modern beer is brewed with hops, which add bitterness and other flavors and act as a natural preservative and stabilizing agent. Uh, what do you think about that, Drew? Oh, by oh, the way, that's Drew's great. here. Hey. <laughs> um, speaking of beer, uh, I. Hockey Podcast Network, DraftKings, all that good stuff. I have here a 60-minute IPA from Dogfish Head. Ooh, a classic. Um, nice 6%. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like one of the the original like national IPAs, you know. Mm-hmm. Craft. Yeah, IPAs. definitely. It's always it's always reliable. Um All right, drinkability. I'm going to have to go Oh, hello, Oliver. Uh, hey, what's up, Oliver? Uh, we're, uh, we're just drinking our beers right now and, uh, you know, having a normal one. <laughs> Drew, continue your rating, friend. Oh, yes. So, uh, drinkability, I'm going to give it a good old 12. Smith grabs the puck and scores! If um, only. If only. <laughs> uh, uh, taste ability, though, I'm going to go with the 33. Charles, the big reach. What a huge pirouette. And the big man scores. An incredible move. 6-9, and he's a ballerina. It's 2-0, Bruins. <laughs> incredible. Uh, I'm slowly add more and more. I have a Merkley double IPA uh, from Fieldwork Brewing Company. I've had this on the pod before. Uh, it says, best if consumed by... February 9th, 2021. Uh, so this might not be the most accurate rating. Um, Just a year and a half. It's right? for sure the longest standing beer in my beer fridge. And I think I have two more left after this one. <laughs> uh, it's surprisingly drinkable. Um, age, age like a fine wine. Yeah, I, I would say uh, still pretty good. Um, well, uh, high alcohol content, so we'll knock it down a little bit, but drinkability will go with uh 22. Um, you got anything for that, Drew? Uh, no, no, 
No, um, there's only right. one remaining. <laughs> you know about. There's only three total. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, and then uh, tasteability, uh, it's, got, it's got some taste to it. Uh, you know, you can really taste the extra fermentation from just sitting there for <laughs> a year in my fridge. Uh, yeah, 29. Nice. Oliver, what you drinking? Uh, I am drinking the Diskin Low Blondie. Uh, I had this when I uh, came on for Pride and Pilsner, except I had the uh, 615 version. This is the uh, Low Blondie. Uh, once again, <laughs> in a tall can, because that's needed uh, tonight. Uh, drinkability is uh, just like a total, I'm trying to think of a Bruins number, but, you know, total just clean 73. Like, got to gotta get a nice uh, and nice like that. And then uh, taste, got to hit up the perfection line with a nice little 63 uh, on that. All right. I'm going to assume that's on the Margeron scale of 63 <laughs> plus 37. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so we, we were talking about how uh, most modern beers brewed with hops, which adds bitterness and other flavors and acts as a natural preservative and stabilizing agent. Um, other flavoring agents such as gruit, herbs, or fruits may be included and used instead of hops. Uh, in commercial brewing, the natural carbonation effect is often removed during processing and replaced with forced carbonation. I didn't know that. Um, the, the bunch of frauds out there. Um Make sure that your your beer that you're drinking is uh, is naturally carbonated, not forced carbonation. Um, you know that's some wild stuff. Um, some of humanity's earliest known writings refer to the production and distribution of beer. The Code of Hammurabi included laws regulating beer and beer parlors. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Um, by the way, uh, Tears for Fears are an English pop rock band formed in Bath, England, in 1981 <laughs> by Roland Orzabal and Kurt Smith. Founded after the dissolution of their first band, the mod influenced graduate mod influenced graduate uh, Tears for Fears were associated with the new wave synthesizer bands of the early 1980s and attained international chart success. Uh, so, welcome to Gears for Beers. Excellent, excellent stuff, Chris. Uh, uh, Oliver, do you have any thoughts on beers or 80s band Tears for Fears? All right, I think Oliver we might having be frozen. Some, Oliver having some technical difficulties. Uh, I think Tears of Fears is now going on my uh, my Apple Music playlist. That's that's for sure. <laughs> oh, great! Can you not hear me? Oh, I oh we can hear you. Delay. Just a huge delay. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. Oh, great! Seems like the delay is mostly. I'm gonna hop now. out and hop back in. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, we can we can. Talk oh God! About... How you? Okay, God, that's great. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, meanwhile, we can talk about, I guess, the fact that uh, the Bruins and and Hurricanes played again, and the Bruins yeah. lost again. Um, um, thoughts, Drew? Yeah, that was that was abysmal. That was really frustrating. Um, you just, just. Every it looks like the Bruins need to fight for fucking every inch of ice to bring the puck up the ice and get into the offensive zone. It's just a battle the whole fucking way. Even in the fucking defensive zone with no one on them. There's just it's just like there's clearly it's not smooth. It's it's sluggish play. Um 
and you know they they wind up getting some opportunities in what the first seven minutes and then the last seven minutes of the game. So a nice fourteen minute game by the Bruins. I mean, it, it's just clear that Carolina is the better team right now. I think you know it's a, it's a long series if the Bruins can take Game Three. I think that's a must win at this point, to say the least. Um, yeah, but yeah, just overall super frustrating. Um, not that it's all Mark's fault, but I want to see Swayman in Game Three for sure. Um, and just there's going to need to be some shakeups. Uh, hopefully Lindholm's okay. That's super concerning. I'm sure we'll kind of get to that in full in a minute. But yeah, <laughs> um, I it, it just. I'm looking forward to Mike Riley coming in either way because I think w- whether Lindholm's available for the next game or not, uh, you do not dress forward ever again, please. Thanks. Yeah, how are you feeling, Oliver? Just <laughs> I came in registry was saying the thing about the the seven minutes is because the first of all the Bruins made their fatal flaw that I always fall for by giving me hope. Uh, yep. So. There's that, but just that's that final seven minutes, they looked good. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, if we can keep this up getting into their zone like this, it seemed like we were able to get our passes off, which led to us getting shots off. It felt like that final seven minutes we were playing Bruins hockey. I just don't know what happened in the 40 something minutes beforehand. It just was absolutely brutal. And God, Forbo just. I liked him when we when we first got him. I thought he was good, especially when the Bruins needed defense. But now that you know we've been introduced to people like Lindholm, you know, it's just it's frustrating. I I'm actually really looking forward to Riley hopping back into the lineup as well because I think that he's going to be a good addition. I hope he's going to provide some life because it's not all all Mark's fault. This defense is offering him no help. I mean. It's just, it's not. If it's not McAvoy Lindholm, then you're just you're giving him nothing. Yeah, it's it, pretty tough. Like, Forbort, uh, aka Forsbrand, um, I mean, didn't have a very good game one, had an absolutely awful game two where, you know, he's getting walked around all the time. He's getting stuck in the neutral zone, uh, taking stupid penalties. Um, Pretty pretty abysmal game from a guy who, you know, supposedly earned this spot in the in the playoff lineup. Um, yeah, I don't think if Mike Riley had played games one and two, it would have been the Bruins up two nothing. But I think <laughs> I think you see a little more life out of that that mm-hmm. third defensive pairing. I think for the most part, I haven't been too upset at anybody else on that blue line um i i know carlo's been mediocre at best and grizzly didn't have a very good game one um but yeah i didn't i didn't feel like anybody else needs to be sat down um i, I really felt like forward is not it doesn't belong in this lineup I mean, even connor clifton had a pretty good game tonight um yeah. I think I'm gonna to have to ride off of your Connor Clifton. Yeah, I, I, I saw I saw your eyes um, light up. So yeah, no, there was a couple instances where Clifton, like you see where his strong game is at, and that's like moving the puck up the ice and jumping in on the rush. And you see that a couple times, and I think that's you, you need that. And when you're trying to generate offense and like actually have a zone entry, um, I think that, that kind of player and, and Mike Riley's that kind of player where he can skate and move the puck. 
And I do think that can provide some life there as well. And you put the two of them together, you're seeing 25 assists between the two of them uh, by the end of this series. So, per game. Um, yeah, yeah, per game <laughs> on average. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I so I think, uh, yeah, Cliffy, but yeah, Mike Riley is going to bring – somewhat of a similar kind of uh vibe there we keep saying vibe like you, chris said vibe once on playoffs the are podcast. all vibes vibes <laughs> only you don't win if you don't have vibes look at the 2017 preds cup run it was just purely awful vibes but... <laughs> honestly i mean that's that's the number one reason for for putting swayman in in game three i don't think oh, omar's cool. been bad necessarily but you need something to be different and I think Bruce tried to switch things up a bit by putting Carlo and Lindholm together. I think that was immediately not passing the vibe check. There was a, there was a very early possession where it was like, all right, they got the puck back. Oh, someone dropped it. Oh, it's going all the way back into the defensive zone. And they tried to circle back and got chased down by the, by the forwards of Carolina. And it turned into a Carolina possession, uh, yeah, I, I don't think those two guys belong together. I, I, circling back to the Lindholm injury, um, Cassidy said after the game that it didn't look good and he's not doing well. So I'm I'm guessing he's at minimum out for the next few games, if not for the rest of the year. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if we're going to get that reprieve from uh, Forbert just, <laughs> just based on Mike Riley probably drawing into Lindholm's spot. Um, which isn't good. It's not good. Um, gave up a lot of assets for for a guy who who does have a, a checkered injury past. Not that like this one's particularly his fault. I mean, th- that is one where you see a lot of hockey people being like, "Well, maybe don't skate with your head down." Um, but also, you know, Svechnikov hit him right in the chin with his shoulder. So, right, right. That's a, that's a hit you don't want to see necessarily. Um, and, and that kind of leads into another issue I had with this game, which I think a lot of Bruins fans will probably appreciate uh, the officiating. What the hell, everybody? Uh, the Bruins were down two men three separate times, two of which I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head what the penalty was that left them down. Uh, there was a, a situation at the end of, uh, I believe it was the end of the second period where uh, I guess it was, no, it was at the end of the first period. I don't know. It doesn't matter uh, where they came out and I was shocked to see that the Bruins were down two two men and Bruce Cassidy also apparently surprised to see that there was an extra penalty on the Bruins, um, which is something that maybe you should know. uh, Maybe you should be told by an official or, you know, have that clarified for you before you go into the locker room so you can prepare for that situation. And it looked like uh, they were not prepared for that situation. Um, Yeah. A lot of, a lot of penalties after the whistle, um, where most of the time in the regular season, you'll see one penalty called for each team. Um, usually, unless there's something egregious, I think weirdly enough, the most egregious one was the Martian slash, uh, on 
the goalie whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce right this second because I heard it pronounced 17 different ways by Ray Ferraro. Um, Dude, that you don't, you don't that, speak Russian. <laughs> that, uh, that broadcast it, it was just, pretty it bad. Really matched up with the officiating, like you. Would but have I, I, I the really thought the ESPN staff. I really thought Marshan was going to get the extra two on that, and he didn't. And then on every other little scrum, the Bruins came out with with an extra guy in, in the penalty box and really didn't understand that. I I think there was some questionable officiating all across the game on both sides. I think there were some things that the, the Bruins did that didn't necessarily get called, but I think for the most part, uh, the the ones that hurt the most were the ones that were the phantom calls against the Bruins. But there was one trip. There was one trip that got missed by by the refs on the Bruins, or well, I guess on Carolina that the Bruins committed that they were so mad didn't get called, and then immediately after that whole period of second period chaos just delved right after. Which I don't know what Carlos' penalty was, by the way, on that. Let alone Still why. Still not sure. But just the, so was, the. The, the other funny thing is, so there was the the Tony D'Angelo interference penalty that was extremely stupid, famously uh, smart and good person, Tony D'Angelo. Um, and then immediately Pasternak gets the, the penalty for running on Ranta. Um, I mean, I, I think we'll probably agree that like that's a penalty, right call, but definitely not a major. Um then after the penalty to Tony D'Angelo expired, uh, he came out, played a shift. Derek Forbort absolutely boarded him like badly. And not only was it missed by the refs, but I think most of the fans missed it because no one went like, oh, it was just like, like <laughs> off in the it was like off in the corner after the puck had been gone for a little while. And I was like, Oh, I love that because I love seeing Tony D'Angelo go headfirst into the boards. Uh, I don't, I don't wish head injuries on anybody except Tony D'Angelo. Um, yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> that there were there was some questionable officiating, and and that was that was one of the missed calls. But uh, yeah, if, I would be shocked if anybody, any objective observer thought that the officiating was even and fair no it's just i i rarely call ref ball i'll joke about it on twitter every once in a while but that just it felt like ref ball it felt like that fourth goal was just willed by the referees at that point it felt like the bruins started acting up a little and the refs were like no no all right keep going more on the box they almost became that meme of all the dudes standing in the box and that <laughs> just felt intentional <laughs> yeah fucking Ugh. sucked just like espn uh but by the way i missed the rocket mortgage final five putting that out there yeah i mean the the ford f-150 final five uh is is one of my you know all-time favorite things shouts to ford f-150 sponsor our our podcast but you know who does sponsor our podcast? Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie, rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team to win, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Smith and Arazabal had an acrimonious split in 1991. Arazabal retained the Tears for Fears name as a solo project, releasing the albums Elemental and Raul and the Kings of Spain. Arazabal and Smith reconciled in 2000 and released an album of new material, Everybody Loves a Happy Ending, in 2004. The duo have toured on a semi-regular basis since then. After almost a decade in development, the band's seventh album, The Tipping Point, was released in February 2022. That's this year, Wild Times, giving the band their sixth UK top five album and their highest chart peak in 30 years and reaching the top 10 in numerous other countries, including the US, where it topped the Billboard top alternative albums and top rock albums. In 2021, Roland Arasabal and Kurt Smith were honored with the Ivor Novello Award for Outstanding Song Collection, recognizing their era-defining Tears for Fears albums and critically acclaimed innovative hit singles. Way to go, guys. I'm not ignoring Way to go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ignoring that you did that to get past how professional that ad read was. I was taken for a surprise. I want Drew reading it to me again. Wait. <laughs> no, I, how was that, by the way? Was that good? Can we use that? Yeah, I yeah, think so. I didn't really I listen to it. it. I was it said DraftKings ad April and it's basically April. So I was just too busy funny. trying to figure out when to start reading from the Tears for Fears Wikipedia page to time it where it would come in like at a, <laughs> a perfect time where I'm like in the middle of a, a paragraph. <laughs> By the way, what I you got there, Drew? super dry cider. Wild fermented. Mm-hmm. Wild, fermented, wild. and free, just like me. Oh, man. <laughs> take, um, take that as it we, is. I don't know. Should we take questions? Uh, yeah, we should. All right. This is a segment everybody we like to call listener questions. Um, we like to call it only... Taking the Body. <laughs> we're the only uh, podcast who does this. Um, so, a <laughs> uh, very original idea. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> We asked for questions. Uh, Sean Rajat, or as I like to say, Rajatate, or Cam likes to say, how do you pronounce it again? You guys <laughs> tell me every single time. His question is, go Celtics? It got, <laughs> it got, it got three likes. Um, yeah, so, one of them from our account. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the other one was like me, personally. No, I think, was, I think one was me, too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... 
We said bad questions only, and that got three likes, so I don't think it's a bad question. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was Lancey was the other one. Um, so, yeah, go Celtics. Are you guys just, like, kind of thinking, damn, uh, Celtics season yet? Or is it you not know, there yet? It's I not can't... there <laughs> it was so like the Bruins and Celtics losing the way that they did in game one of each of their respective series was just like peak. I am not well mentally right now. Um, did you see Boston was... diehards though? <laughs> no, they I didn't. Tweeted, they tweeted, I'm gonna need the Celtics to bounce back from this Bruins loss. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So the Celtics winning game two was really big for me personally. Um, I was not in a good place. I didn't even know they won game two. I didn't even know they swept the first round. I had to ask some people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a real real nice series. Um, yeah, I think I think the Celtics team is pretty good, and I think winning game two in Milwaukee without Marcus Smart was was pretty big um yeah I'm, I'm excited about this Celtics team I, I think you know Grant Williams having a really good playoff so far locking it down defensively hitting some threes um I, yeah I like that team go Celtics question mark um, yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not out on the Bruins yet I I think it's <laughs> happened too many times where the Bruins have come back from from two games down to at least make it a, an interesting series I think I think the way that this goes is um like the most likely thing that happens is the Bruins lose in five games the second most likely thing that happens is the Bruins lose in absolutely heartbreaking fashion in game seven yeah I think um yeah no it's not panic time yet I do think Friday night is a must-win game um it's very rare I, we've been a victim of it of a, a down 3-0 comeback yeah, very, very, Myers. very rare. It is a must win. Even if Caroline wins the next game uh, and it's 3-1, a thousand percent more manageable than a, a 3-0 hole. So must win. You're going back to Boston. I have some opti- optimism. Uh, best case scenario, you're tied going back into Carolina and can exercise those demons of playing. Yeah, and, and like working. Oliver was saying, like watching the team play in the last seven minutes inspires a little bit of confidence that they know how to play hockey still so <laughs> they remembered it only they they had to get a sixth man out there but this <laughs> this is the sweat okay uh i i am putting it down we're gonna be different by being normal i want that <laughs> i want that on a t-shirt jeremy swayman call me i i, I made a bunch of t-shirts for the pride we can do this okay like be yeah. different by being normal let's go hell yeah <laughs> Um, next question comes from Mark, uh, at Mark Paselli 13. Uh, should I text my ex right now? Uh, I'm, I don't know the full situation there. I'm going to say no, Bad news. um, but yeah, no, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, how many beers have you had? That's, that's what I'm asking. How, how many beers have you had? If, if you've had like one or two and you're just kind of feeling a little lonely and like you, you feel like the, the Bruins let you down. And just send out one of those like, damn tough loss for the Bruins. I mean, <laughs> I, I know I know how it feels to to take a tough loss, like I lost you. Feel like 
the Bruins let me down and I know how it feels to be let down. I feel like you let me down when you left me. Yeah, I don't know what the situation I is. Hope Sorry that's to be like not too real for Mark. <laughs> no, yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, uh, I would say in real life, don't don't text your ex. No, don't, don't text your ex. Don't do it. Um, give it to a friend. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Only only text your ex if like the world is ending, or or if, if you're or if you're friends that. with your ex. I, I'm, I'm okay, friends with a few so i would or if you're divorced and you need to know who has the kid this weekend look let's (laughs) take the kid (laughs) um next and final question is from nick lansing i also was that a bad question i I think we're judging every question if it's bad or not is that a bad question we got a we got a call from uh isabel here Isabel, how do you feel that Auntie Ramta is injured now? <laughs> Isabel, do you have anything to say about how the Bruins just lost? I didn't watch the game. Yeah, that's that was a good call. <laughs> that's a good idea. Who's the best goalie in the league, though? Who's the best goalie? Do you remember who you said that you like when you said that you like Carolina? Yeah, uh, Auntie Ranta got hurt. That's I'm sorry to tell you that. Oh no! I said it. Don't push back. I don't know where you I think you have to share that message. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's it sucks that Auntie Ranta's hurt, but at least seven bucks back. Yep. And he's doing a podcast. I want to read it to someone. We can call Mimi. Can you talk Christy to Emma? Yeah. Okay. Also, let me go, Christy. I saw Lego and it's a dinosaur book. Oh, man. Thing. Wow. What a cool looking dinosaur book. Wow. 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 <laughs> Thank you for calling, Isabel. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. You were never right, allowed that's... to talk that good about Santa Claus. Like, I feel like if Santa Claus ever comes up, I'm going to be like, he's not real. <laughs> oh, he got hurt. I'm sorry. Santa's <laughs> <laughs> not coming. Got no, I've, I've, been, I've, been pretty, I've been pretty good about Santa Claus so far. <laughs> um, last and final question is from Nick Lanciani. If a druid could time travel to today's age, today's day and age, what would they be least shocked about? So what would Druids be least Doesn't shocked Lancey about? Doesn't Lancey know that this is Gears for Fears, not Druids and Druids? Okay. Well, listen, my, my answer here is there isn't much uh, recorded history uh, yeah, prior to uh, 750 AD or whatever. Uh, so um, <laughs> he'd be like, whoa, there's a Wikipedia page. Dru- Druids, us. yeah, Druids famously did not keep uh, recorded history. So, you know. I think they would be absolutely destroyed that there is a Wikipedia page on them. I know they'd complete be, with they'd pictures. They'd be mad that we say Celtics and not Celtic. Like that's what they'd be mad about. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. Celtic legend. She's <laughs> like, no. No. Um wait, anyways, do you uh, think do you think Druids would be a fan of the band that you have been so <laughs> praising? I, so, so 
I get the sense that you're not only not familiar with Tears for Fears, you no, just have no no idea who they are. Nope. Um, are you familiar with the song Everybody Wants to Rule the World? Yes. Okay, that's Tears for Fears. Okay. I'm terrible with music. I go to a music school. Well, I don't go to a music school. I finished today. I graduate Saturday. What now? Oh, hell yeah. But (laughs) I go to a music school. I don't know jack shit about music. Like my, my bad, which is funny because like something will come on and I'll absolutely love it. Like my consistent go-to Apple music station, like is classic rock does not mean I know. Fierce for tears. I do know they have a 22 album thanks to their uh their 2022 album thanks to uh Wikipedia. You know that they're uh they're top six in the UK. Uh, once oh, that again. wasn't Wikipedia. I was just doing that off the top of my head. Oh, right. <laughs> um, um, they, they also have the song "Shout." Um, and and put your uh, hands that, up and shout. On that, that note, no, I definitely know shout. who they are. It's not on, on that. On that note, on I will I will sing us out with "Shout." Shout, let it all out. These are the things I can do without. So come on. Talking to Come on. Very hard to clap.